everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. It is Katie here with Alexis. And today we have a very interesting topic that I think will help a lot of our listeners and will be very useful um, as you think about your purpose and your path in life. And it is, can God use me? So a lot of times I think we have this idea that we have to meet a certain standard in order for God to use us, or we kind of have to check off this list of things before we can be worthy enough for God to use us. And so we wanted to just debunk that myth and talk about some of the individuals that God used in the Bible, and also some personal examples of how God has um, really worked through us in our own lives and our own struggles. And um, we really cannot be perfect. And so just talking about, okay, through that imperfection, how can God use us for his glory? And what does it look like for God to work through us in our lives, even through those imperfections? Yeah, I think it, it's so easy. I mean, we had that episode on like talking about perfectionism and this yeah. like chase to check off um, you know, uh, this checklist and just always wanting to be perfect. And I think that when it comes to the Christian walk, like it, the total surrender, the surrendering of your sins, your failures, your fears, that's really when that sanctification comes. And it's so important to like, keep in mind that like, through our own works, like we'll never be good enough, but mm -hmm. God will always use us because that is literally what he, what he created us for. He wants us to go and spread the gospel. That's our one job here on earth as Christians. If we can do anything, we're given these gifts and these talents to go spread the gospel. So everyone can be used by God. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter even your present. It's just surrendering over that heart to the Lord and asking, how can I be used by you? And typically that mm -hmm. starts with sharing the gospel with the people around you, um, which is such like a simple task, but it's such a big task because I think a lot of the times we're afraid to share the gospel and we're afraid to talk about our relationship with God. And that can be even just through social media or just mm -hmm. everyday people that you're in contact with. Um, and it's just trying to find ways to not be like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but like showing that love of Christ to others is our number one job here on earth as Christians. Um, the, mm -hmm. I think it was um, Harris Creek. Um, oh my gosh. I just forgot. Jonathan Picluda. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just listen to him every week, but no big deal. Um, he every was talking. Week. Yeah, he was talking about discipleship and how there's so many different types of discipleship, but that is our job as Christians is to be little Jesuses. So that means that our job is to be disciples, and it's going to look a little bit different, I think for everyone. And he talked about just how, um, you know, we've kind of separated those things. Like there's like a discipleship, like one-on-one, -on -one, like I'm bringing like our, you know, like trying to counsel someone or bring someone to Christ by like hanging out with them or doing like Bible mm -hmm. studies. And then there's like, um, he talked about like witnessing to people and just like different things. But I think that, or he was talking about that discipleship is all of that though. It can be witnessing. It's living out how Christ wants you to live. It's spending one-on-one -on -one time counseling people who are maybe baby Christians, things like that. So there's so many different aspects of discipleship. Um, but there's also so many different ways that God wants to use you, but it's always comes back to sharing the gospel with others around you who may not know him. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really, really good point to remind ourselves of what our ultimate purpose is here on earth. 
and yeah. it is not for our own glory. These worldly accomplishments that we're being bombarded with every single day. Yeah. I mean, you think about what is the message that the world is sending you? It's going to be the opposite of what God is going to be telling you. And so when you think about what are the messages that we see on social media and on the news and just mm -hmm. in the world in general, it's you have to be a successful yeah. business person. You have to make a certain amount of money. You have to yeah. be looking a certain way that matches up to these images that you see on the internet. You have to be yeah. airbrushed. You have to have the perfect this. And you think about, okay, what is that message yeah. sending? that we are our own gods, that we control our destiny, that we control all these things and that our purpose really lies yeah. in being this, this mini, just our own God in our lives. And that's absolutely not what God calls us to do. Yeah. He calls us to surrender our lives to him and perfection is never attainable. And so the constant message that we yeah. see in society about self-love and self-care, and it's not saying mm -hmm. that you don't, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. It's, you know, we are not called to just mm -hmm. um, uh, be negative about ourselves or anything like that, but really what is our yeah. ultimate purpose? And yeah. it's not to live as the world calls us to live. It's to live to glorify Christ. And so yeah. how are we glorifying him? I love what you said just about the perspective of God. God calls us in our individual lives in many different ways. And we almost have this like perception of, okay, mm -hmm it's going to be in a Bible study. It's going to be in a one-on-one. -on -one. It's going to be like, that's how God uses us. And actually he uses you throughout your day. You reach an individual yeah. or a different individual than I reach. And so who is it in my family that I need yeah. to be sharing the gospel with, or just being an example of a, of a yeah. loving Christian to them. And so, you know, this idea of like, yeah, God just needs this level of perfection for us to be used, or I need to be in a church for God mm -hmm. to use me, or I need to be in a small group for God to use me. Mm -hmm. Yes, God can work through you in those situations, but it's actually in the other areas that I yeah. think Satan wants us to be totally non-Christian in our day-to-day -day lives and then think that we need that we're only Christians in those yeah. groups and everything. But actually, like we need to be the the hands and feet of Jesus in those situations where maybe we think, oh, this isn't quote ministry. Yeah. Well, we're called to be little Christ in yeah. every aspect of our life, not just when we're in church or just when we're in a small group or that one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And so what does that look like? Well, yeah. it can be as simple as a conversation you have with someone at Starbucks or at you know your job or whatever it may be. And so yeah. I think really reflecting upon where is it that you in your life, maybe tend to think of yourself as not being a light in the dark and actually you are. And so it's in every aspect. And where is it maybe potentially that we um, tend to disregard some area of our life that actually you could be that person for someone else? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really easy to like compartmentalize like certain aspects of your life for sure. Um, I know that I'm definitely guilty there. Like I've gotten a little bit more comfortable at the gym, like just bringing up my relationship with God. But the thing that's awesome mm -hmm. is that the kids that I coach, they also follow me on social media so they can see a lot of the things and like, you know, and someone asked me like, Oh, are you like a super Christian or like, you know, stuff like that. But I yeah. love it because it does <laughs> an opportunity to just talk about my faith and talk about like, you know, that 
what you may have learned about um, Christianity or or being like, well, they use like religious because, mm, you know, they, that's yeah. just a term they know. Um, what you may think is that is not really what I'm like, what I want to portray. I want to portray that you know, God lives inside me and the relationship with him is the number one thing. And like how mm-hmm. I live out every aspect of my life needs to follow that too. And no, mm-hmm. I, I I definitely don't like get it right. I would say like a lot of the time because it is so easy to be caught up like in your flesh and in um, just your sin nature, because that is like our go-to that is the norm for us and it's not the norm for us to be always filled with the spirit so that's why it's so important to have your own personal relationship with god because we have to be working through the spirit to actually even witness to others and to be used by god and so even like for me i mean i've talked about this i haven't talked about it for a little while but like um little things that we talked about like kind of getting out of our lives to help with our relationship with God. For me, I always mentioned that it was um, music. Like, and I do Mm. notice like when I'm struggling with my relationship with the Lord, like my tendency to want to feed my flesh via music Mm. that may be like explicit or things like that, that temptation is there a lot more or even just like speaking a certain way or just you kind of almost revert back to that um, former self, I guess. And then those temptations and things like that also are um, elevated because we're now working in the sin nature versus working through the spirit. And God uses Mm -hmm. the spirit to um, allow us to witness to other people and to be his light. It's not actually us Mm -hmm. at all. Right. That's important to remember. Yeah, super important. And kind of going off of that with the thought of, okay, well, we have to be constantly living by the spirit for God to use us. And um, obviously that is something that we need to be continually going to God for and praying like, yeah. please, you know, God, fill me with the spirit and help me to live by the spirit, not the flesh. But at the same time, like yeah. we know that we are human and we will fall short and we will live in the flesh and make mistakes and Mm -hmm. sin. And so that is when we're called to repentance and we're called to turn to God and ask him to forgive us of our sins. Cause that's really what he calls us to do. It's not that he Mm -hmm. says, okay, you're living by the spirit and you'll be perfect from this day forward. It's okay. You have the spirit within you and that allows you to be able to go through that sanctification Mm -hmm. process and live by the spirit more often. And then, okay, yes, we will sin. We will fall short repentance, turn back and then continually that process of sanctification then um, continually happens in our life. Yeah. And through that, though, you know, thinking about, okay, it's not this like all or nothing, like I'm living by the spirit constantly, or I'm just like totally off the reservation and I'm going to be falling away from God. It's like, no, we can step off the path, but then we repent, get back on. And we look at the individuals that God used in the, in the Bible um, we think about some of the most impactful people for the kingdom. I mean, I even think about David and yep. David was called a man after God's own heart. And yet he, in the yeah. word, he it tells the story of David and just his sin. And, and um, he killed yep. the husband of Bathsheba um, because he was lusting after Bathsheba. And so you think about kind of the, yeah. uh, the, just epitome of, of something that in my own life, I'm like, that would be, I mean, murdering someone else else because of your lust, that is a pretty significant thing to do in your life, even though God called him a man after his own heart. So you look at that and you think, wow, 
God is so loving that he will forgive us of our sins if we mm-hmm. turn back to him and we repent. And so the thought of, I, I think that God too, he loves to use the most just unpredictable situations to bring him glory. And, um, yeah. and one of those, yeah. an, or another one is Paul who was persecuting and killing Christians who then became one of the greatest yeah. examples of turning from sinful ways to living a life for Christ and spreading the gospel. And so if we look at some of those examples of individuals who, you know, our world would say are too far gone or who are, should be canceled because, you know, David, he committed this atrocious sin and we should just totally, you know, he's too far gone. Well, actually, no, God does not say anyone's too far gone. And so looking at those examples, I think should give each of us hope that, no matter what we've done in our past, no matter what guilt or shame we have, if we turn to the mm-hmm. Lord, he wipes our slate clean and he says that we are made new. Yep. And so we are a new creation in Christ and we're, the old has gone, the new has come. Mm-hmm. And so that can be an encouragement because mm-hmm. Satan wants you to live in the past and your sin and your mistakes and mm-hmm. you're not good enough. God can't use yeah. you. Well, actually look at the examples in the Bible. And that should give us encouragement and hope and looking at some of the most impactful people in the Christian faith have been some of the quote, you know, just outcasts or worse sinners that our world would just totally reject. And God uses what the world rejects for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think that God perfectly designed it that way so we can realize like how divine he is and how lowly we really are and that he is like yes this is how bad you are but this is how good i am so it really starts putting things in perspective because that's the whole story of the bible it's this this story of redemption it's the story of continual failure by man and then god coming in and saving us and sending us a savior sending us jesus to die for our sins and to restore us to make us new and i think it's such a beautiful picture because i don't think that anyone outside of Jesus has walked through their life without a, a blemish or a stain or a mistake or something that they did mm-hmm. wrong. And that's why it's so awesome when you go through the Bible and you read about the disciples who literally followed Jesus and walked with Jesus for years and they still doubted him. They still did things that they shouldn't have done. They still denied him. They still did all these things when they walked right there with him. They saw his miracles. They saw all the things that he was capable of doing. And they knew that he was God. They knew that he was Lord, but they still fell short because of their sin nature. And because of how desperately we need a savior, they still Mm. couldn't do it on their own. And they literally walked with Jesus. So then Mm. that always puts into perspective for me. Like, I'm like, okay, well, if someone who walks with Jesus, saw his miracles, saw all the things, all the people, him turning water into wine, feeding thousands and thousands of people, and they fell short and they couldn't stay on the path. Who am I to think that I even have the capability to be able to always do what I'm supposed to be doing and to think that I don't need a savior and to think that I am that I think that's where like that religion portion kind of starts mm-hmm. coming in. If like when we start mm-hmm. thinking about doing all of the, these good works and making sure people see us at church and make sure that we're doing like that checklist that's so easy to fall into when God's like, I don't actually care about that checklist at all. I care about your heart and I care about that surrendering over and it's a daily mm-hmm. surrender. Every mm-hmm. single day you're waking up and you have to surrender. You have to give your life over to God. And like, 
I feel like lately for me, I've been really struggling with just like fear of the future and, and anxiety really around my future. And it's something that I've like mentioned a little bit to you. And it's been mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like fairly present these last like couple weeks. And I'm like, and I notice this higher level of stress. And I notice also my want to control the situation versus my surrendering it over to Christ. And, and I, I don't think that God is a genie or anything like that, but I know that he is good. And I know that everything that he gives to us is good. So I have to just remember that I have to surrender. And that's like that control factor is probably the biggest thing that I deal with in my relationship with God, because Mm -hmm. yes, I believe that he is Lord, but I also want to control every situation in in life because it Mm -hmm. it seems stable, but it's actually not. So, right. Right. Oh yeah. And me too. Uh, We have chatted about this before and just the tendency to when there's so much unpredictability in the world and um, we see a yep. lot of things happening in our culture and shifts and changes mm-hmm. and um, persecution of Christians. And it's easy to really get into that state of worry and anxiety and, you know, just thinking, okay, what, you know, like what is happening? I need to control this. And, um, and there, you know, the thing we have to remember, I just was reading, I think it was in Colossians and now I'm forgetting um, where I was reading this, but talking about today has enough worries. Is that, is that Colossians today has enough worries? Um, or no, maybe that's Matthew. I don't know. I have been reading all over. Um, but basically we're told essentially it's, it's tomorrow has enough worries on its own today or today has enough worries to to consume your mind worrying about tomorrow god cares about the birds and and look how beautiful like just even look outside Mm -hmm. at nature and the flowers and the lilies and look at that and that's not even a human so how much more does your heavenly father care about you and so i think just a reminder that in our day-to-day lives, God cares about us and he wants us to trust in him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you think about an earthly example of a father and his children. And if the father says, I will mm-hmm. give you whatever it may be, your uh, their child comes to them and asks mm-hmm. for a new pair of shoes. And the father says, yes, I will give that to you. But like, you have to wait, like not yet. We'll go next week. And then the child just continually yeah. doubts him and says, well, I don't trust you. You told me that you would give, you know, that mm-hmm. you would provide, but you know, and, and that is, I yeah. think an earthly example that we can think of. If you're a good father, you will trust your earthly, mm-hmm. or, you know, if your earthly father is a good father, that he will provide for you, that he will protect you, that he will give you that new yeah. pair of shoes. But yeah. then if we doubt him, mm-hmm. are we actually trusting him? And so I think it's important to take yeah. a moment to think about if we're worrying, just like the rest of the world is worrying, if we are constantly mm-hmm. having anxiety about the state of the world now, of course, like I just said, I struggle with this too. But if we take a moment and think about, what is yeah. that rooted in? That's distrust of my of my father yeah. and distrust of God. And so yeah. how can I continually be turning yeah. that fleshly tendency that I have to worry and have mm-hmm. anxiousness about God not being a good father and turn back to what does God yeah. promise and how can that give me the security that I need in order to accomplish these good things that God has ahead of me in my life? to make a difference for the kingdom. Yeah. And Satan wants us to worry and have mm-hmm. anxiety and be basically unproductive yeah. for the kingdom. Um, if we're filled with anxiousness and worry, mm-hmm. that 
he's he's accomplished his task for the day because we are not going to be then as able to live by the spirit and help others because think about when you're in a state of anxiety Mm -hmm that really distracts you from the good that can be accomplished in that day for the kingdom. So, um, you know, really just trusting God and and how is it that we can shift away? Where is that tendency for us to live by the flesh as opposed to the spirit? And for me, it's it's like what what you said, it's to worry and have anxiety and to not trust in God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I was listening to the study, the one that I sent you, I don't know a ton mm. about this pastor, so I'm not going to like fully like recommend him to everyone. Yeah. Um, I just listened to one sermon from him, um, Stephen Ch- or Stephen Chandler, Stephen, Stephen, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Anyway, um, but there was a part in his um, sermon when he just talked about, um, he was talking about prayer and he was saying that either you believe that he is God or you don't. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but it's so true. It really is sometimes that simple. Either you believe that God is sovereign, that he has control over every situation, or you don't. And I think that obviously you're going to go through times where you trust him more than, and then sometimes you don't like, it's kind of like this back and forth kind of thing, but it, it really put a lot of things into perspective for me because I'm like, do I truly believe that God is God? Do I truly believe that God is good and that every good and perfect gift comes from him? Do I believe that he, you know, will say that he will protect me? And like you were saying, like he cares about the animals and the lilies of the field. Mm -hmm. How much more does he care about you? He cares about us thousands of times more. And Mm -hmm. I think that really put things into perspective with me. It's either he is God and he's Lord of your life or he's not. You either believe it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, I just, I was really convicted by it. Like even in like my prayer life alone, being like almost afraid to ask God or to tell God the things that have been on my heart or the things Mm -hmm. I struggle with or whatever it is. And being almost like not knowing who God is sometimes is, uh, it can, it can set you back in the sense of like, you start believing the lies of the devil, like, well, maybe God can't forgive me for this, or maybe God isn't sovereign, or maybe he isn't in control of this situation. You start going through this, this doubtful time in your, in your life. And it's at the end of the day, God is God and he will take care of you. And he holds true to his promises. And when we pray, we have to make sure that we're, you know, almost like holding God accountable is kind of the way that I've like heard it of where you're praying back those verses and those truths back to the Lord to not remind him, but to remind yourself that Mm -hmm. he never, He never goes against a promise. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like even the same thing of thinking about like, I want to be used by God. Well, pray to be used by God. Pray for God to put you into situations where Mm -hmm. you have to be, um, you have to, you know, share the gospel or put you in uncomfortable situations where you have to. Um, just step out of your comfort zone or speak up about something because that is also mm-hmm. ministry as well. Speaking up mm-hmm. against certain things that are wrong in the world is also ministry and witnessing that, okay, there is something different about this person. This person's beliefs, thoughts, mindset is set on the Lord, not of what the world says. Yes, this is okay. So I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's another way to witness and to um, just to share the gospel with people too. Yeah, absolutely. And our testimonies are super powerful. So thinking about what is it in your life that God has brought you through, or has he turned a struggle into a strength? And that testimony itself is so powerful. God can use that, which is so crazy to think about that 
our struggle and our sin and our past, whatever it may be, a lifestyle we lived that was not God honoring. Mm -hmm. And we came out of that and like, that's a miracle in itself. That's proof of God's work. I mean, just think about people that have transformed their lives, not on their, through their own might, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a miracle Mm -hmm. before our own eyes. And so if that has happened in your life, how is that testimony of God using our brokenness for his glory? How can we use that to reach others? And so I think, you know, reminding our listeners as well that it's not about this checklist of perfection, of being a perfect churchgoer with all the, you know, perfect family and the perfect life and the perfect outfit and the perfect scripture that you have picked out. It's about the vulnerability in our sin and struggle and brokenness and how God Mm -hmm. has redeemed us and brought us to the other side to see there is a better life um, for us besides living by the world and living in our sin and our brokenness. And so don't discount the power of your own testimony to be able to reach others. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, you know, because there's so many people that have been hurt by the church and by, um, this Mm -hmm. message of, okay, this is your, you are the example of what God does, you know, and kind of the shame of like, you are too much of a sinner. You're too far gone. And I think in those quote, you know, kind of religious checklist churches who are very focused on works, a lot of times we can come away from a situation like that, or from if you've been in a church like that, or been in a school like that, or a, or a group, you can come away thinking, well, I'm never going to measure up. I'm never going to be this, whatever it is that they say I need to be. But okay, that is not what God says. So we always have to take Mm -hmm. what people say, what does God say? Because God says that you can be made new, that no one is too far gone, that Mm -hmm. he leaves the 99 for the one, that the prodigal son, he opens his arms to the prodigal son who has gone and lived a life of debauchery and sin. And so what are are we basing God, what we think about of God based on what people say or based on what the Mm -hmm. word says and what God, who God says his character is. And so it's important to make that distinction that we're not looking at God because of our past experiences with a church or with people or what someone said but actually what the word says, God, who God is. And so reminding individuals that no matter what someone has said about God, do the Mm -hmm. research and homework yourself and actually dive into the character of God. And we see in the Bible that God uses the most broken, the most hurt, Mm -hmm. lost individuals who by the world's standards would be called too far gone, too sinful, too, you know, yeah. a reject, not worthy. And he uses them and brings them mm-hmm. to a place of actually making a difference for his kingdom. And so reminding yeah. ourselves of actually what our purpose is here on earth and who God is and how he can use us mm-hmm. um, is super important. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he wants to use this. And he talks about mm-hmm. that um, in Philippians 1, 6. And it says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Um, and anyone who comes to Christ, God has started that good work in that person. Um, and now it's our responsibility to go and do the same thing, to go and spread the good news. And especially now in this time that we're in, um, we just see such a broken world and I feel like it just gets worse by the day. Um, so it really should, I hope for people who are listening to this, I hope that that implores you to go and reach out to people and to witness to people and to um, share your story because it's so relatable. Share your brokenness because it's so relatable because it brings people together. When you are trying to make connections with people, um, you know, sharing your insecurities or fears, um, success, all those things connect you to those people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to sharing those experiences um, because you don't know that your story may be someone else's story as well. I mean, people like we all we're we're all human. So we deal with sin. Everyone. I mean, I'm sure you'll, you can find the same, uh, like someone around you who probably deals with the same thing that you deal with, you know? So using that and trying to relate to people and show like God has restored me from where I was, you know, a couple years ago, a couple months ago, a couple days ago, whatever it is, God is constantly wanting to restore and bring about his spirit in us. So mm-hmm. I think it's super important just to remember that God wants you to share your story. God does not want you to keep your story to yourself. He wants you to be a witness to all the others around you because that is relatable. That is, um, that vulnerability is so, so important to be able to connect with people, being mm-hmm. vulnerable with people, vulnerable with people is how we connect with people because we're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you're human too. Okay. <laughs> right. So think, right. Yeah, right. It's easy to forget because I think like, it is sometimes like if I'm struggling with just like certain things, I'm like, Oh, like you can't like, you can't be someone who like has a podcast. Who's always talking about Christ and always talking about your relationship with God, but you still struggle with whatever it is, this, this, and this, or you're struggling with doubt or you're struggling with fear or whatever. But I'm like, well, I'm also human. And that is when you don't know God's truth, you're also letting Satan's lies Mm -hmm. come in. And so it's so easy for Satan to like manipulate and to take any situation and just turn it to a lie, essentially. Mm -hmm. And really just, you know, you start doubting yourself, you start doubting your relationship with God. And that's exactly what he wants. The devil wants, not God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it's just being aware of that as well, that, um, you know, uh, Satan is also going to take advantage of those vulnerabilities too. So being Mm -hmm. on guard and making sure that your spirit is ready for those attacks, because you're going to experience more spiritual attacks when God is using you or trying to use you, you're going to be under high attack because now you're a threat to the enemy. So you're going to be attacked. And I was like thinking about that the other day. Cause I was like, Oh, I really feel like I have been like been under attack lately. And I like, I'm like, God, I need help, you know? And I'm like, but I'm also realizing like at this time right now is like when I mean, people always need Jesus, but it seems like in this day and age, like people need God more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. we, we are so broken. Like, and we just get, we have worse and worse values I see on the daily basis. And so I think that now Satan is trying to go after anyone and everyone who's really trying to spread this, this message of redemption and grace and love that God mm-hmm. does give to us so freely. Um, and we just have to accept it and, mm-hmm. you know, return back to him. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is important to remember that Satan doesn't see people who are just living kind of a selfish, whatever yeah. worldly life as a threat. He sees those yeah. who are standing up for the truth and who are really um, trying to spread the gospel. He sees yeah. those individuals as a threat. And so we have to be yeah. mindful of um, how he lies and and um, mm-hmm. deceives us to try to get us off of that path. And that's where community is yeah. really important as well. Um, and also yeah. being encouraged by the truth and not feeding yourself lies that will um, continue that just dis- or even yeah. feed and, and stoke that fire of discouragement. So being mindful of what you're allowing yourself yeah. to listen to, who you're surrounding yourself with, even, I mean, mm-hmm. he wants to discourage us in any way possible, Satan. So whether it be the movies we watch, yeah. the people we follow on Instagram, um, the people that we associate with in our day-to-day yeah. lives, like you have to be mindful of who you're letting influence you and not allowing those people who maybe are negative influence to influence you be the light in that situation. And, um, and also surround yourself with people and with community who are fighting the same fight. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's major. Um, because when you feel like you're weak and, and, and can't go through this race alone that's mm-hmm. where community comes in where you can share in those um you know those fears and failures and um the churches around you to uplift you or not even just the Absolutely. church but just you know your relationships with um with other christians and things like that yeah. that's where you can be yeah the body of christ encouraging yeah and it's so important whether you have like a home church or not just to try to get involved in some type of way, or even find a handful of friends um, that are Christians or trying to pursue the Lord or trying to grow Mm -hmm. in their relationship. And everyone's going to be on different levels and that's completely Mm -hmm. okay. But God wants you to come together to encourage each other, to push each other to grow. Um, And that's super, super important just in general. When you're talking about your spiritual walk, you have to have that. Um, It is essential for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Satan wants you to be isolated too. So keep that in mind. Don't isolate yourself. That's like the worst thing you can do. Surround yourself with other people who are seeking to live a similar life or, or trying to seek God in their life for sure. Yeah. A thousand percent. Well, that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Make sure you keep up with us on Instagram at the dot freedom podcast. Leave us reviews, leave us comments, all that stuff. We'd love to chat with you. If you guys have any prayer requests, always feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to chat Mm -hmm. with you and we'll see you in a couple weeks for another show. Bye. Bye.